0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome friends to another R/Malicious Compliance video. If you're not a malicious soul, consider helping out by hitting the like and subscribe buttons down below. Also, I've set up a channel membership just in case you want to show your support and help keep story time going for as long as possible. So if you love my videos or want to have your comments shown like this one by Phantasm, click the join button below this video. That said, our first story of the day is by Rainier Cherries. Supervisor asked student with cancer to turn on their camera during a virtual meeting and you won't believe what happens next. Click Betty article titles aside, it's a long one. It happened two days ago and I'm still giddy. There's two important background things to know for the story. 1. I was diagnosed with a rare ovarian cancer at the beginning of the year. I had surgery and some chemo and I'm mostly recovered now. I still have to go in for frequent testing and occasional monitoring. I'm a private person to the extent that I've dated people for years without telling my parents. So you best believe random coworkers and bosses are unaware of my medical history. Two, I attended a university that has an ambassador program. Basically, if you have a high enough GPA, you're able to interview for the program, and if you get in, they pay for your tuition during the time you're an ambassador. In exchange, you work five hours a week and work graduation and other events. I'm one of those ambassadors. This is my story. Law and order sound effect. Dun dun. My supervisor for the ambassador program, Miss M, has spent the majority of our time together belittling me. As I sit here about to type about her, I find myself already exasperated thinking about reliving some of the details, so I'll be short and sweet for both your sake and mine. She follows every rule to the letter and leaves no room for collaboration or discussion. As an example, we use Microsoft Teams for communication and she has us clock in and out in a group of 20 people by saying, I'm here and I'm leaving so every day you have to scroll through dozens of messages to find anything of import and listen to notification sounds every time someone so much as takes a lunch break. I suggested using the time clock function on Teams and even offer to set it up for us, and was told that I was deliberately undermining her position. Another quick example is her vehemence when I told her I didn't have any social media to advertise the college. She was certain I was lying and went so far as to ask the other ambassadors to try and FIND me. They didn't. There's nothing to find. Crazy concept. I've challenged her at a couple of junctures, but ultimately realized I was fighting a losing battle and I'd be better off keeping my head down. Laughs in dramatic irony. Fast forward to four days ago, Friday, there's a mandatory virtual event in three days, Monday where the Dean of the college would talk to the ambassadors as well as live stream the event to the college's website and YouTube page miss M sent out a message that I'll copy and paste here because the formatting is so dramatic that it makes me chuckle students must have their cameras on and phones off Repeat phones off cameras on like come on lady bold caps or italics your email almost gave me a stroke. I follow up the same day saying, "Miss M, unfortunately I'll be at a doctor's appointment at this time and will be unable to turn my camera on during the event. No response. I send another email to follow up. No response. The day of the event rolls around. I direct message her through Microsoft Teams 10 minutes before. I see that she's seen the message with a red receipt. Nothing. Okay, video chat starts and several students join the session with their cameras on. Then the dean. He gets halfway through introducing himself and Miss M interrupts him as he takes a brief pause and says, excuse me, could we please have all of the students turn their cameras on? I say nothing but put a quick message I already had typed in anticipation in the group chat. Miss M, I have a private situation that bars me from turning on my camera. I've contacted you individually. Not but a few seconds after I send it, I get called out by name. And I respond audibly, Miss M, I cannot turn on my camera at this time. And she responds, Expectations were clear and you were told multiple times about this. Every other student here managed to do it and I expect the same out of you. Now, one of the cool things about having cancer is you become very familiar with the hospital staff. And if you're lucky, they're fun to talk to. During COVID, my nurses were my tethers to sanity because no one could visit me while I had inpatient infusions, so I told one of my nurses, Amy, about the situation beforehand. She joked that if I was told to turn my camera on, I should really play up my illness. In any other situation, I would have been entirely opposed. But sweet revenge was in sight. When I replay it in my head, I imagine that anime fist clenching thing when the protagonist resolves to get revenge. I set my laptop back a bit further for myself on my legs so you could see the entirety of me and my hospital regalia. Teams will display the person currently talking as the largest image in chat. Everyone had their audio off except me, the Dean, and Miss M. So when I turned my camera on, I was displayed as the EKG loudly thrummed away on max volume thanks to Amy. Silence. I say. I asked Miss M through email and Teams if I could opt out of having my camera on, but she insisted. I waited a beat to see if anyone would say anything and then continued with my special vocal blend of melodramatic gratitude and illness-laden shakiness. Virtual engagement is so important for this new era of learning, I can see why having the camera on is important, though I was hoping I might be granted an exception. The Dean says, OP, you're more than welcome to turn your camera off. I'm so sorry for the misunderstanding. I say thank you so much for making a special exception for me. It's been a difficult week, but I feel grateful to be here. Then two people leave the call. One was Miss M and the other was Anthony who is Miss M's boss. I didn't know he'd be there. Haven't heard from either of them yet, but I'm awaiting a follow-up with anticipation. I'm typing this from the hospital and feeling gratitude for a lot of things is the season after all, I'm here, I'm alive, and above all, this stupid disease won't stop me from putting a bully in their gosh darn place. If you found yourself in such a sensitive position like OP is here, and somebody is not realizing the situation at hand, would you be willing to go forward with something like that about yourself, just to put them in their place in front of everybody like that? Or would you rather just get yelled at or whatever with your camera off and explain afterwards? Let me know what you would do in the comments down below. Our next story is by Cran. As per my NDA, I'm not allowed to discuss this position with former employers. Since my firing is effective immediately, you're now a former employer. Gather round as I tell you the story of the time I got fired at the worst place I've ever worked. From day one, it was a nightmare. There was zero onboarding or training. I was simply given the login info for a couple of different websites and told to get to work. This company planned large conferences and I was in charge of speaker coordination. I was the only person in this role. The information solely resided with me. Not a big deal, I say to myself. I'm good at thinking on my feet. I'll just ask questions when I need clarification on something. That turned out to be impossible. My manager's first language wasn't English. I'm all for learning new languages. I think it's a great skill to have and it takes a lot of work. And being able to speak multiple languages is impressive. The problem was that her English was so poor that it was very often hard to understand what she was trying to say. I once asked if she had time to hop on a call and explain something to me, and she responded with, no OP, self skills is a must, I am bird without head. It took me a few days to find out what she was trying to say was that things are hectic. She was running around like a chicken with its head cut off and she needed me to be self-sufficient. Regardless, I did my best in the position. Small mistakes happened here and there, but overall, all the speakers were very happy and felt well supported. I struggled on the communication with my manager, but I thought the company was happy with my work. Until 4 months in, when I was randomly pulled into a meeting with my manager, HR, and legal. Effective immediately, I was fired. I asked why I was being fired, and why was this the first I'd heard of any problems? why wasn't there a write-up or a verbal warning? My manager said it was because the 10 minutes I ran the analytics it takes me to respond to an email was too slow. That was a BS reason and we all knew it. If you don't like me personally, fine. But don't try to make this seem like I was a bad employee. To be honest, I was furious. We do the exit interview with HR and then she asks me to send over any documents I had. We worked on personal computers remotely and describe where I was at in regards to our next event and our speakers. NDAs are really common in this field, I've signed one at every job I've ever worked, but this employer's NDA had a clause in it that worked to my advantage. I said, as per my NDA, I'm not to discuss intimate details or share documents relating to this position with any employer, past or future. Since this firing was effective immediately, we are now a former employer and I am bound by my NDA. HR hem and hawed a little bit, telling me that of course I could speak to them about it. This was about their event. I pulled out my copy of the NDA, always save contracts, and pointed out the exact clause and said that it clearly stated that if I violated this NDA, I would be sued. So no, I couldn't talk to them about the position. HR turned to Legal and Legal pointed out that I was technically correct. They were a former employer and I was bound by my NDA. They fired me 17 days before the event. They didn't have time to start over from scratch. I still keep in contact with some of my coworkers and apparently the event was a crap show and the manager nearly lost her job because of it. Over half the speakers pulled out once communication broke down. All because I take too long to respond to emails. Honestly, I think what I'm struggling with is what the actual reason was. They just didn't like OP? Was it the communication barrier? Did OP ask for too much help? Overall it seems just dysfunctional from top to bottom. Something good to note though, if somebody fires you effective immediately, you don't have to stick around and answer their questions. If somebody fires you effective immediately and then asks for all the information you left behind, you can tell them that you're doing some consultation services and they can pay up if they want that information. You can't tell me that I'm out of a job and I'm not employed with you anymore and expect me to just be like, oh, okay, well, that sucks. Anyways, what I did before I got fired was this, this, and this. I would be like, oh, you jerks, okay, I see how it is. See you later. And our final story of the day is by Suki 5 buki HR tries to gaslight me and screw me, they end up bending over backwards. I work for a multinational consulting company, I just recently finished my engineering degree and since I was already working there as an intern, when they offered me a full time job, I figured I'd accept it while I looked for another job that I would enjoy more. The project I was in was a complete crap show. The client was always angry at us because we were late on our deliveries constantly. The project leader was a good guy but didn't have a clue about what us pawns were doing on a daily basis and would chew everyone out whenever things didn't go as he planned. And the project itself was boring as heck, so there really wasn't any challenge or opportunity for learning anything valuable. To top it off, while most of my coworkers were cool guys, some of them were slackers that just try to do the absolute minimum, and oftentimes not even that, which usually meant more work for me. There was a huge amount of turnover, too, so high that I was one of the vets, despite having been there for only six months. So the project never really felt to be getting any traction. To be fair, though, they always treated me well and with respect, so nothing to complain on a personal level. After two months with my new contract and that sucky project, I finally found a job at another company that I really liked. Salary and other benefits were FAR better than what I had at the moment and the project was much more interesting. I passed all the interviews with flying colors and they offered me the job starting the following month. Great! In my country, you usually need to give a 15 day notice before leaving your current job or you risk facing penalties. Now, it was my first time switching jobs, so I called HR to confirm this and they did. It's also relevant that once you put in your leave notice, the company can actually let you go whenever they want before the 15 days are over. This meant that if I would have told them right then that I was leaving next month, they easily could have let me go the next day, and I would have been left without a job for the entire month. With all this information, I decided to wait a couple of weeks before putting in my leave notice, about 17 days before the starting date at my new job, so I could at least guarantee myself half a month's salary. The day comes in, and I talk to HR to put in my notice. They're very polite, trying to convince me to stay, but give up when I tell them what my new conditions will be. Then the conversation goes as follows. They say, alright then, we'll process your leave request, your last day being the 1st of October. You'll be deducted 6 days of salary. I say, wait, what? Why? They say, oh, you need to give us notice of 15 labor days before leaving. It's company policy. I say, but I literally talked to you a couple weeks ago, and you never specified that they had to be labor days. We always talked about natural days. They say, I doubt that, it's always been labor days, not natural days. This exchange goes on for a bit, and I start having the feeling that he's gaslighting me. So, I try to think of another solution. I say, I still have six vacation days left over. Can't I just take those right after I leave? They say no, sorry, can't do, company policy. So here I am, thinking these duplicitous, gaslighting, unhelpful Tobys at HR have got me by the balls. The only thing he does is remind me that company policy is set in stone. Finally, I tell them that I'll look into my options and call back. I started going through my contract to see if I could do anything about this, and I gotta say, I struck gold. The contract I signed was a regular indefinite time contract, however, the first three months of it were probatory, which meant that the company could terminate it at any time without repercussions for any reason. I looked it up on Google and I confirmed my suspicions. The same were true for the employee, it had only been two months since I signed so I could leave whenever I wanted, no notice needed at all. With the biggest poop-eating grin I could muster, I call HR back. Hey, it's me, OP, calling you back about my leave notice. I just read my contract and, since I'm still on probatory period, I take it I can leave whenever I want, no penalties whatsoever. Like, for instance, right now at 12.39 in the afternoon. Is that correct? Silence for 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 seconds. HR says... I guess we can probably arrange it for you to leave right before the 1st of October, if you wish. No crap, that's really just how you have to handle people that are like, the contract says what the contract says, it's company policy. Those are the times you go deep diving into that big wall of text to find out a) if they're telling the truth and b) if you can weasel out of it somehow. Sometimes it pays off big time, like how OP figured it out here.